This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Reese from the Point Music Podcast thingy. Back for 20. I don't even know what year it is anymore because it's just morphed into all sorts of things. But yeah, um, first podcast for the year, Seth Cove. I've, um, we've mentioned him a few times, done a few articles for him on the Point uh, in the last couple of months. He's got a new single out called Helen. It's epic. I really enjoyed, um, I enjoyed his music, but really enjoyed this conversation that we had. And there was actually more to it afterwards, but that's for me and, and, and uh, Seth to know and you to find out. Um, hope you really enjoyed this one. I do apologize. It got buggy. So I'm going to have to try and fix it. If I don't, I'll just leave it on there and see me get embarrassed. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all sorts, Seth Cove. And we are rolling now. Hello, Seth Cove. How you doing? I'm fighting technical issues, but we'll get through that. How <laughs> are you in Byron right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Lennox said just south of Byron. Ah, better than Byron. Sorry, Byron people, but Lennox <laughs> is way better. It's uh, nice and sleepy, which is how I like it. Exactly, and I find the surf there a bit better too. Yes. Uh, I think the other day with the tsunami stuff, the, uh, the waves were way too big for me. But did, did it actually the, really happen the... down there? Did it? Because like I was. Oh yeah. We um I went for a skate on whatever night it was when the tsunami warning was issued, and um about eleven o'clock at night, I was sitting at the skate park there with my youngest, and I swear I could hear this roar. And yeah, so that must have been it that come through seriously because it was it was an odd sound and then something yeah, but oh, it was just massive swell for like two days. Yeah, it was crazy. Any weird shit yeah. wash up? Ah, uh, not that I noticed, but just so much. It's very seaweedy still. Mm. It's just still very very murky, but that's his nature. That's his nature. Um. <laughs> Man, we'll get past that all day now. You <laughs> have a new single. And I do. Helen is... A, this is the second time in a row with your singles that you've made my mouth drop because I was not expecting what you did halfway through the song. So it's very tricky what you did do and what your producer did. But, um, yeah, great track. Um, I dug Sirens when it first came out, so that was the first time I heard of you was was with the track Sirens. But Helen, very, nice. um, very, very cool. I like what you've done. But you would care to explain, because there's a bit of, bit of a story behind Helen because of the way we're all living right now and the reason why I do podcasts at the moment is because of this shit. But you want to explain how Helen came about? Yeah, sure. Um, as you say, it's been a very, very tough couple of years and halfway through, I think it was 2020, so first experience of um, of lockdowns and I was in Melbourne at the time, so Ooh. I was in the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and basically I, I just reached out to a friend. Uh, I hadn't spoken to them in a while. I think I was inspired by one of my housemates who reached out to someone and and I just asked how you doing and um kind of was expecting to have a short and sharp conversation just be like yep I'm good hope you're holding up and it was I, I was really appreciative because they really opened up to me 
um, and they explained how hard their year had been. And, I, you know, kind of, I won't go into details, but the sort of stuff that would, if that happened in your lifetime, it would be tough. Yeah. Um, and that all kind of happened all at once. And, and it was just a massive perspective shock, I think, because I'd been going through a fair bit at the time as well, which um, I, don't know, I, I don't think it diminishes what I was going through, but it just, it just reminded me that everyone's going through something and everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt so, so much for that person. Um, and I was physically restricted by what I could do. Mm. Uh, but one of the things I'm always doing is writing and, and music and writing is always so, so much of a catharsis for me. Yeah. And in this instance, it wasn't, you know, about introspection or kind of moving on or anything like that. It was just trying to express how I felt about a friend um, and kind of my mini lesson in perspective as well. Did did they know that the song's about them? Yes, (laughs) I did. I did uh, speak to them about it. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know, felt like the right thing to do. (laughs) What what, what was their reaction to it though? Uh, they, they, They loved the song and they felt like it was a, it was a very kind and accurate representation of our friendship and, and a little bit of what they were going through. So that made me feel really, really good. It's kind of cool because most of the time when you hear someone's written a song about someone else, it's usually in a bad way. Yes. <laughs> cough, tap, um, cough. Um, yeah. I was a little worried. Um, not so much that they wouldn't like it, but that they wouldn't want me to release it or share it with other people. Fair enough. Um, so I was yeah grateful for their understanding of what I wanted to do with the song as well. So was the conversation itself that you had obviously inspired the track. Did, do you remember like, was there actually certain aspects of that conversation that actually made its way into the lyrics itself? Was it more just the feeling? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a few kind of mini metaphors, I guess. And, and, and I guess like trick lyrics where, you know, like don't slip over, um, who knows what you'll lose is, is kind of, they, they will know what that means, but I also just think it's, you know, I felt like it was something that we could all relate to. Is this um, person doing better now? Yes, thankfully. Good. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing how five, ten minutes could kind of, impact so much mm. still you know the ripple effects but mm-hmm. thankfully yeah all is kind of up you know. you um as because we're saying that you're in byron lennox byron area but you're originally from melbourne so you've basically gone through a bit of a metamorphosis yourself um in this past two years right so you released something under a previous bro- project for, uh, under your own name yeah and now you've developed yeah. this is it's is, is seth more of a persona, like a character that you wouldn't normally be? Or is it something that's sort of suppressed on the inside that's decided to come out a bit more and you're able to do this under this moniker and then be yourself somewhere else? Is that why? Yeah. It, it felt a little more like the latter. It basically felt like, I guess there's two aspects. One was that I released that song under my original name, Ben, yeah. and then spent two years trying to figure out what sort of music I wanted to make. 
and by the time I kind of came to that that conclusion, uh, I felt like a different artist. I felt like I was going through things differently, and my process was different. Yeah. And then I guess there's also that element that you know when I step onto the stage or when I'm thinking about how I want to portray myself and portray my music and the sounds that I make, it feels to me like it gives me a bit of license to get weird basically. Um, which, yeah, which I really enjoy. And I enjoy the freedom that even if say, it's just a placebo. It's, yeah, it's freeing when you, when you can actually, yeah. I mean, I'm a musician too. So like I, I play in several bands, but I know that feeling of stepping onto stage and all the stuff that on the day to day thing just disappears for that forty five minutes to three hours, depending whatever how long of a set you're doing. Um, and yeah, I do take on a different persona compared to how I am. Like even now is a different persona, really. But in my day to day, yeah, it, I find that the getting on stage thing you can adopt somebody else or something from the inside to to take over and express how, what you're feeling at that point in time. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. It's, it's uh, yeah, a decision I'm really glad I made. So how did you come to that conclusion? Because you're saying you didn't know, as a solo artist, you didn't know what you wanted your sound to be. Because I'm at a point in my life right now where I want to do solo stuff, but it's a tricky thing to do because I'm Welcome. predominantly a bass player. So ah. a bass player being a soloist and I'm not uh, predominantly a vocalist, I can't sing, but um, trying to find my voice in that is something very, very trying for me at this point. So I'm curious to know how you did that. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, you're thinking about it, so that's half the battle. Mm. Um yeah, I, I think I released that song a few years ago and I was lucky enough to then have a few people be involved with my music for a while. And the biggest thing that they wanted me to do was to challenge myself um, because there was no way that I was a fully formed artist at that time. You, know, you never are. Um, but I had no idea what I was doing mm. um, as a musician, so they challenged me to listen to different music to uh, really pinpoint what aspects of what artists I liked um, to try and sing different sort of songs to meet different musicians to actively go out of your way and put yourself in a horrible pickle when you go up to an artist at the end of a concert and say, Hey, let's catch up. I have no idea who you are and you don't know anything about me. Um, and I think through that, I just learned so much about, I guess it was that level of comfort where you hear so many similar stories mm -hmm. um, and it, it inspires you to just really delve into yourself and, and not feel weird about trying these things. And then I feel very lucky that when I went to turn those into songs, the people that I worked with were only encouraging. So there were, I don't know, probably not a hundred, maybe a hundred songs yeah. that I wrote in those few years um, where the outcome was my first EP, so six tracks. Yeah. Um, and 
so many of those songs I showed to people and got advice and and tried different things and depending on what sort of music they listened to and what I was listening to at the time. And it was just a, a kind of never-ending process of that sort of exploration. You're right. Um, and it just got to a point where I felt really comfortable. And then I got in the studio with Tim, my producer, and that kind of felt like it was a, the culmination of a couple of years. Uh, and I have a, I'm very lucky that I have a really, really good relationship with him. It does. It does help to have a good relationship with a producer, uh, engineer, or so like like. Because I was going to bring this up about Tim. Um, I, I'm assuming like some of the trickery, like I said, they they made my mouth drop. It, like both times when I listened to Helen and Sirens, the stuff I wasn't expecting, particularly the tone of the drums. Mm. I was not expecting it. It was uh, because it's so drenched in reverb and so distant, but it's just so impactful. And then you got all those like. Because I'm a sucker for synths as well, and you got the nice synths, the really lush synths that come through. But it, you start off with both songs with this, this it's like just your voice and and the acoustic strumming, and you think, yeah, okay. Because I've heard that many acoustic singer songwriter artists, and there's plenty, and there's amazing ones. Like you got Ziggy Alberts and you got the Dregs. I mean, they're all from this area and that shit. But and not disrespecting them or anything like that because they're amazing at their art. But I hear a lot of it. And when I started hearing yours, I went, oh, interesting voice. And that was the first thing. And I went, yeah, cool. Let's see where this goes. And I was just waiting for it just to keep continuing the way. And then I went, boom, you did those changes. And I was just like, that was what I was wanting. That was something extra that was needed. And it was it was there. And I was like, wow. And I played it for my wife. And she, she went straight into a playlist. Yeah, that, that's added. Um, <laughs> it was Thank clever you. production on Tim's behalf, but how much was, was your input as well for that? Yeah, I, um, I guess Tim and I, we bounce off each other really well. Mm-hmm. So I start a lot of my music because most of my writing is singing and guitar. Yep. So a lot of Oop. We got a, we're gonna have an air gap here because I just lost Zeph connection. You got me, Zeph. Yilu. Yeah, uh, I've got a video. I got the audio. <laughs> Fucking Mercury retrograde is what it is, man. Oh, fucking dear. Mercury retrograde. Uh, uh, we, before you where, came out, we're talking about the production you... and how you're bouncing, you and Tim bounced ideas off each other, and then that's when it went all silent. And I was left on my own just to basically do 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 dee da. Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was definitely talking to myself for a while then. Um, uh, basically, yeah. So. I kind of have this idea of where I hope the song can go in my head. Yep. Um, but I love the fact that when I go and work with Tim, we kind of start with a blank slate. So there's a couple, there's a song in the EP that's coming out where I don't think there's any guitar, but it was very reminiscent of kind of Ziggy Alberts originally. Right. Um, and I was really keen to make it not guitar based and 
Tim was just so happy to dive into that with me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Tim has his signature sounds, which is um, very lucky that I can be involved with them. Um, but I, I think that it's it's both of us want the song to be something more than what that both of them seem to start out as. Yeah. Um, and that, that really stems from the two years that I was talking about where, you know, I probably, I think I picked up a guitar because of Jack Johnson and I listened to Ziggy Alberts on repeat and I still do, but there was just so much more music out there. Yeah. And, and I wanted to try and incorporate those sounds that I've been really influenced by. Um, and, and Tim can, Tim helps me do that. And I think Tim's ability on the drums and, and with rhythm is, is remarkable. So, um, I'm, I'm very keen to just let him do his thing when it comes to, when it comes to the drums. There's a lot of sparses there. He lets the song breathe, but it's so effective. Um, there are points sometimes I get some like Gomez kind of vibes that just sneak in every now and then. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, it's. I'm very lucky to get up close and watch him when he does it. Blows my mind. Um, and even then, it's still such an honest uh, conversation about how do I feel about this. Mm. He um, he always says he, he'd rather chuck so much stuff in and I, I take stuff out and and the the opposite is true um with what i want so yeah i i'm very very grateful for that that uh connection i have so and and i should also mention luke who, yeah, who mixed and mastered mixed this and mastered. ep yeah so he um that continues was just, he's a jet as well this is basically what i was gonna say <laughs> Um, what I was going to mention is I haven't spent some time with both, both of them. Um, have you ever explored like producing yourself? Um, I like to say that I prefer to focus on my songwriting craft. Yeah. Is, is how I say it. Um, I, I think eventually I would like to get involved in production, but I love the fact that, I work with people to create my songs. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that I I can be involved with, or I get exposed to new ideas from people um, and maybe it's not where I thought the song would go originally and just complements it so well. Um, so it's maybe that's an excuse as to why I haven't produced yet. But, um, yeah, at the moment I still feel like I have a lot of work to do on my songwriting and my singing and mm. And I'd rather focus on that sort of stuff and, and eventually get to the production maybe sometime in the future. So how, how do you go about, like, obviously being just a singer-songwriter, but performing live, some of these tracks, do you use a backing track or you just basically convert them into a, a solo sort of aspect or do you have some people play along with you? Um, because so many of the songs started as me playing them solo. Yeah. Uh, there's a really solid foundation for me to play them just me and a guitar or just me and a piano, um, which just particularly over the last two years is kind of all I've been able to do. Mm. Um, but I love doing it. I love it. I love playing on my own. I love the freedom that it gives you. Uh, but I am so excited by the prospect of playing with a band, which I really hope to do in the coming couple Have of months. Have you played in bands previously? Um, 
No, far from school jazz bands. Uh, uh, no, no, no bands. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I came to music quite late, so um, never, never had that band experience before going solo. I think that's a good thing. I've, I've been in, I think I'm up to band 15. Wow. Not including jazz. Have you learned something from each of them? Yeah, but then you make the same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the more people you have involved, the harder it gets. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I love playing in bigger bands because there's so many parts coming and going, and I think your internet connection's just dropped again. <laughs> What is going on tonight? Are you on, are you on like like four G or are you actually on Wi Fi? No, I'm on, I'm on Wi Fi that has been a okay. Uh, fucking Mercury retrograde, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. It's not, it's not your fault, man. But like, when as soon as you disappeared, the the magic of podcast um, disappeared, and they could see all this. <laughs> So oh, no. I, I might leave it in. I might not. We'll see. I, I don't normally edit. I don't normally edit my podcast because it just, I just don't have the time to do it. I usually let it run free. It's probably the biggest yeah. air gap I've had uh, <laughs> since since I interviewed Mick from the, from the Sunny Coast Rude Boys. <laughs> and he had some oh, major grammars. That's funny. Well, this is my first podcast right. back in, in, in for for the year, so it had to be didn't have to be smooth sailing. That at had all. to be some problems. It had to be some issues. Uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> we'll try and get as much as we can before it fucks up again. Cause yes. I was just where were we? Uh, bands. That's what I said. Bands. That's I, right. Been in fif- been fifteen. 15. Bands. Yeah. Um, like large bands. They're fine. They're, so, they're cool because there's so many different parts working and um, you, you get to bounce ideas back and forth, but there's so many people to try and organise at the same time. Yes. Uh, I've got another band hard, in or I've got not work commitments, blah, blah, blah. Smaller bands, Yeah. usually it doesn't have a bigger sound unless you can figure it out how to add in other elements. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of the time, I mean, I love playing in bands myself. But sometimes solo artists usually have the better, <laughs> better thing. You don't have to worry about all the other shit going on. You just focus on what you're doing. But it'll be an interesting experience yeah. once you get other players in. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited by it. I think kind of, as you were saying, there's that trade-off between the breadth of ideas and breadth of characters. Exactly. Um, and and the ability to, when you're solo, the ability to kind of do everything and, or do as much or as little as you want and sing the songs however you want. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just love playing my music, so I, I, I can't wait to do it, however, but I'm really excited about the prospect of a band show. comes first, man, is, is just the music, and basically you serve the music to what it needs. Yeah, well said. Been that long enough. <laughs> um. I did have another thing I was going to ask you. And it's, oh, uh, the EP. All right. Yes. So, because Unsafe Passage, this is, uh, 
Now, technically, this is your sophomore EP, but is it going to be classed as your first EP because it's under a different moniker? Well, if this were you, which was my first EP, was technically under Seth Cove. All oh, right. Okay. Um, it was kind of that very, 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 very early days of of that of me coming out of that kind of period of exploration. Whereas this EP has felt a lot more solid and a lot more uh, just me. Yeah. I think. Um, so I guess it's it's my second one, but it definitely feels like this was much more of my coming out party. Um, yeah, it's coming out Feb 18, and it's, uh, I think, I hope it gives everyone a, a really good idea of what my music is and where it could go as well. There's, there's a bit of everything. Mm. So... What else are you exploring? What other ideas are you exploring in this in this EP? Um, oh, I think we've kind of touched on it, but so much of the so much of my music thus far has been guitar heavy and guitar based, and, yeah. and kind of that acoustic sound and that folky sound. Um, and I guess there's there's an there's elements in some of the songs where that's not that's not existed, um, and it's really touching on that more sonic soundscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, almost M83 ethereal atmosphere levels, um, which is exciting. Yeah. That's just, that's a kind of a whole other sound that I've always loved. And again, working with Tim, we, we managed to kind of find something that worked well, something that I think worked. Yeah. So that's really exciting as well. Of ideas and, and sounds and that. So <clears throat> now that you are in Byron, well, Lennox, but you basically, you'd be playing in Byron right now. I haven't been, I haven't, man, I haven't been in Byron. Last time I was over the border was late or mid last year to play um, Brunswick Heads. Oh, fun. Yeah, uh, Brunswick Heads Hotel is always fun to play. Have you, have you, have you done that one? I've played it yet. I've been to a few gigs and they are always Dude, fun. Always a dope sort of fun thing. But um, yeah, last time I can't even remember the last time I played in Byron. It would have been the Beachy. It definitely would have been the Beach Hotel, um, and that would have been pre-pandemic, and that scares the crap out of me now. Cause that's like it's a while ago, two and a half years now, and it used to be a regular thing. But what I'm trying to get at is. You've gone through, gone from like Melbourne, which uh, is starting to come back, um, but was known as basically the, the the capital of music of Australia, and you find yourself in in sort of Chris Hemsworthville. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the yeah. what was the whole motive behind moving? Um, it was. Very spontaneous decision in the end. I, I went on a road trip with my brother for a few months. Mm. Um, we He'd come home from overseas and was excited to and keen to just see Australia because he'd been overseas for a few years. During the pandemic? And <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I think from where he was coming from, Australia, there, there was – Australia was doing very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
that was kind of his thing. And I just, I was really keen to get out of Melbourne and, and do something. So we, we did, we did a road trip up to Queen, far North Queensland. So I think we were on the road for about four months. And then on the way back, he had to fly home, fly back to Melbourne. And I thought I'd visit my friend in Lennox for a week. And it's now been however many months, eight months, um, nine months. I've just stayed. So um, very, very unplanned and uh, no regrets at all. It's it's um, been such a literal and figurative breath of fresh air. Mm. Well, surf's good. Food's good. Nothing to complain about there. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, and and it ended up helping a lot with my music and I think and my creativity. Well, I was going to say that because it actually does have a very Byronish kind of vibe to it in points. Yeah, it just um, I kind of reinvigorated me a little bit. Mm. Um, it was yeah a very stagnant time the the preceding year and a bit. So. Uh, being here and, and being able to take time for myself and be be in a lot of space and then be with other people and be surrounded by the beautiful energy that is this area. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it was reinvigorating. Um, so, yeah. Are you coming up our way anytime soon? Because we're on the sunny coast, so. I'd love to. Um a good friend of mine lives in Noosa. He grew up there, so I, I'm sorry. I need to go visit him. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have to. I guess I'll have to come visit. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm should have to play a show Solbar. or two on the way. Solbar would be right right up your alley. That sort of your jam. Done. Done. I should probably ask them first, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, I can give you the details afterwards. I know, I, I know people that know people. Um. Well, at a risk of like tempting the gremlins, we might wrap this up. <clears throat> I don't want. I don't know. I don't. I could just see it happening again. Fuck you, Mercury. Uh, um, yes, I do want to say that right. like Helen and Sirens, man, amazing singles. Um, and I'm, I'm really, much. really looking forward to this EP once it's once it's out next month. Um, February's a good month. It's my birth birthday month, so. Um, keen to hear this. Today. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> In advance. This is your present. Hey. <laughs> um, thanks for chatting with me, Seth. Um, just hang on the line, man. I'll have, I'll have a bit of a debrief with you for everyone else. This has been Seth Cove, off and on, thanks to Gremlins. But uh, do check out Helen and Sirens. I'll put the links in underneath the, um, the video and in the Spotify um, podcast thingy. Ciao. We did it. We got through. I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Seth. Do check out Helen and Sirens and keep an eye out for his EP, Unsafe Passage. If Seth comes up to Sunshine Coast, do check it out. I'll be there front row and center because the dude's a legend and I love his music. Um, thank you for hanging in there with me and thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, back into it. So keep an eye out for the next episode when I eventually get around to doing it. Thank you for supporting Lucky Music, Australian Music, all sorts of music. You guys are legends. Take care.